0: left Martinez to the right they score Carlson back and forth with Martinez Live. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights
1: Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace, and Millard. We are out here at Finley Volkswagen. Chris is back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home
2: of the... Woo! VW, uh, we've got victory and win. Also known for Volkswagen. Yes. But I'm going with victory and win uh, to start off uh, our first hour of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, We are going to uh, chat with uh, Pete DeBoer uh, and hear what he has to say regarding day two of training camp. Uh, Asked a lot about the power play today and where the Golden Knights are going to go with that and the different tweaks and uh, his philosophies and the additions to the team. So you'll hear from the head coach uh, regarding that. Uh, Pete also talking about the team in transition and uh, being able to be competitive as they turn over the roster from that first year and the Misfits and the March to the Stanley Cup Championship Series to now into year number five, where you're still at the top uh, of the contenders list uh, in the National Hockey League. Very few teams can go through that kind of transition and still be competitive on a year-to-year basis. So what's been the secret to the Golden Knights' success uh, Pete DeBoer uh, talking about that. And Mark Stone with one of the great clips that I've heard from Captain Mark Stone. He was asked about Robin Leonard today. And he goes back to the Ottawa days with Robin Leonard. So he has a uh, a much uh, wider view of the VGK goaltender. And where Robin Leonard comes at life and hockey and says he's always interesting, which is the understatement of the year when you hear later on from Mark Stone talking about Robin Leonard and uh, <laughs> just what he did at the, at the team wrap-up party last year after the, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. It, it's surreal. It, it, everybody half laughing in the media conference today and half like, really? That happened? You're joking.
1: I, I so, mean, anyway, it's, I,
2: it has to do with snakes.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest.
2: Like, I've done that a couple of times. So dig up snake holes? Yeah. I mean, you just gave away the story, but yes. Yeah, but it's not what, the, the real story is what happened to the snakes. <laughs> yes,
1: for so, sure. So well, I, won't, I won't give that, that away. It, that does tend to happen when you do, when you dig up their, their, where they kind of take their shelter. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to do at times. Why? Like, why would you want to do that? Because you don't necessarily want them in your yard.
2: I'd rather them have them underground I, than, than digging them up and having them crawl all, all over the If they are
1: underground, at some point, they are going to come back up to the surface to feed. It's not a, it's not a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not
2: a fun thing to deal with. Can it's I scary. A, can I ask a really basic question about snakes? Sure. I don't know if I'll have the answer for you, but go for it. Okay. The snake lives underground in a snake hole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who makes
2: the hole for the snake?
1: Oh, they repurpose holes.
2: Like, they, who, like, who made like, the first snake hole? Like a mice. Like mice okay, or, okay. or
1: moles or just, you know, rabbits. Okay. They repurpose other I was trying to picture the snake, like,
2: like, chewing on the, the soil and spit. They don't burrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, doing that kind of thing. I, I wasn't sure how the hole, the home, got made. for the So, so what the snake really does yep. is goes into the hole, eats yep. the mouse, and takes over the home.
1: That's exactly right.
2: That's a bad deal for the mouse. It's a terrible deal for the mouse.
1: Mm-hmm. It's nice to be a snake.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, wait till you hear what happened to the snakes with, with Mark and Robin. And the day two of training camp uh, was, was lively over at City National Arena. And then they had the scrimmage, which was also interesting because they kind of broke the groups up a little bit today. Those top two lines that went head-to-head yesterday in the scrimmage, mm-hmm. which was the first time we've kind of seen that Sure. Yeah. With with the Carlson- Smith and Marcheseau unit going against uh, Stevenson, Pacioretty, and Stone uh, all day long yesterday in the one-hour scrimmage. Today, those units were over on rank B, mm-hmm. and they let more of the, the prospects and the players that are getting uh, used to uh, the VGK uh, go in the scrimmage. And there are some, some positive results. Peyton Krebs, how about that, Snipe?
1: Yeah, I mean, Peyton Krebs was fantastic th- throughout the entire scrimmage. The The standouts for me today were really Peyton. Uh, Keegan Colesar I thought, had a really strong scrimmage. He was in the middle of a lot of different things. Go figure. That's just kind mm-hmm. of what we know of, of Keegan Colesor. also picks up two goals in the scrimmage. And then I thought Dylan Coughlin had some really, really good moments with the puck, especially in the offensive zone. To to me, those were kind of the players that stood apart from everybody else.
2: Sven Barchi.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Sven Barchi was very, Can very good. he? Uh,
2: we, like. There's a guy who's a legitimate national hockey league mm, and yeah. made some big money in the national hockey league. Yep. Uh, joins the VGK and dishing the puck around and made one of those saucer passes over to uh, one of my favorite players uh, Pavel yeah yep. and who then converted with it with a nice move uh, in front but there was two beautiful feeds from Sven Barchi and that uh, not only is Sven tag to be an Olympian, mm-hmm. one of the, uh, the organization's uh, handful of Olympians. But whether he makes a push right out of camp for the roster, because he spent the last year in Utica uh, with the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks affiliate, uh, he is, as Darren Elliott told me today, he said, that is the, your perfect tweener. Mm-hmm. He can come up and make plays all over the place, but he's got a veteran presence. So where, wherever he fits, he could be a guy that's got enough experience to really contribute at the National Hockey League level, or he can be an incredible influence. On your American Hockey League team,
1: yeah, I think any situation you put him in, you, you kind of know what you're going to get out of Sven Berchi. I, I thought again today in in the scrimmage, anything that was going right for the Grey team usually mm-hmm. happened when Sven Berchi was on the ice. See the they, feed to Nick
2: Hag? Yeah, Set no, up two goals.
1: Was, yeah, he did, and it, and it was again, he has kind of those moments, those those pockets within the scrimmages where he becomes very noticeable he's able to make some plays he's making the right plays he's finding players in in advantageous situations to put the puck in the back of the net uh, he's had a, a good camp to this point uh, and you know i think that that's probably i mean that's really a good thing for the golden knights right like you want as many players as possible in this camp pushing and making it difficult on the coaching staff do i think Sven Berchi is going to have a spot come the end of camp on the opening day roster Not necessarily, but I think if you make that decision harder and harder, it's only going to bring up the level of competition for everybody else.
2: Didn't play in the National Hockey League last year, but uh, was with the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks previously. He was a first-round pick, middle of the first round uh, when he broke in. Has scored as many as, I think, 18 goals in his career. Hit double digits uh, three times, which you would, as a first-round, middle-of-the-road first-round pick. Mm Mm-hmm you would want bigger numbers than that but when you consider the advantage and opportunity that you have as the golden knights to be able to lean on some of that talent and he's only 28. yeah so there's still some some time to for for sven to kind of recapture that magic and restart uh his career and get back to the national hockey league as a full-time national hockey league player uh, there's so much discussion right now about uh jenny Dadenoff. yeah uh what's nolan patrick gonna be like uh, ar- around this team sven barchi could be a guy that kind of comes ar- around late that, mm-hmm. that is just in that blind spot that makes an impact i'm not saying he's going to be but boy with with that group today and he would be by far the most experienced person mm-hmm. out there yeah. uh, today in the scrimmage. He, he separated himself. He looked like a different uh, at a different level.
1: Yeah, I, I think he kind of fits into that mold of of what I saw out of Krebs and and Kolasar and, and Coglin today. Like though, there were some guys on the ice today that really elevated their game to the point where they popped. And and it wasn't that they popped in. A couple of moments. It was every time they were on the ice, they were making things happen. And, you know, I I think it's interesting as as far as Sven Berge goes, all he needs is one opportunity, right? He needs a chance to show that that he can maybe be a better fit uh, in the bottom six for the Golden Knights. If he can do that for a team that is looking to win that a team for a team that wants to get right back to where they were and then win more games, get to the cup final. He could be a valuable piece as you go throughout the
2: season. Finding goals from different places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His passing ability and his vision and his experience allows you to look at that Mm -hmm. and be able to lean on that experience, which is important for the head coach. If the general manager says, I want player A in the lineup, and the coach looks and goes, "Mm, uh, can I trust him? Well, (laughs) Berchi... He's, he's a he's a skilled guy that the, has the, the, you draft in the first round uh he's also here for at this stage of his career uh for a reason but at least you can look at that those numbers and go he's got that experience and then you look at the touch mm-hmm. and you watch that and the, the the vision part of it and yeah it's uh it, it was impressive today the the pass to dorofiev was great and the finish there was outstanding <laughs> uh, yeah. but Finding Nick Hag where he did, mm-hmm. uh, top of the slot like that. That's just uh, a, a chance, and then uh, conversion that you're looking for uh, to find goals from that kind of spot.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, I'll, I'll give Nick Hag a little bit of credit there on on that play too, because. You, you need players to kind of read off of what you're doing in the offensive zone and, and Nick Hag a confident player entering this camp because of all the experience that he has over the last couple of years with the Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL uh, you know you get you get a little bit of chemistry you get two players kind of recognizing and playing off of one another. It's good to see those instincts for Nick Hag in in this camp early on and it's really good to see Sven Berci making the most of his opportunities here
2: uh, a year ago, this team thrived on career years for Mark Stone mm-hmm. and Max Pacioretti, Chandler Stevenson. There was uh, some big time players having huge years. Yeah. This year, you go okay, if you're not gonna maybe you might not get the same production out of Mark Stone that's prorated. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a, the best year of his career. He might, he might top it. But sure. to, to expect that to continue in, in what you would term a, a linear fashion is difficult from all three players on your, on your number one line. Right. So where, where do you get those big growth spurts from your team? And is, is it from a Sven Berchi who returns to form, maybe doesn't have the best year of his career, but becomes a national hockey league again is it Nick hag mm-hmm. who who follows through on on that promise and that great shot and by the way, today wasn 't a slap shot no. It was just stepping in and yep. sniping it yeah uh, is it uh, in in Dora who wasn 't there last year who becomes you know he's, he's had twenty plus goals three of his four years in the national hockey league, three of his four full years mm-hmm. If you get that type of production that's found offense or um, is it uh, a, a growth of, of a Nolan Patrick like the, The the offense has to come from somewhere. The increase in offense that you're looking for has to come from somewhere. And you can't necessarily ask Pacioretty to post another career year or Stone or Stevenson Mm -hmm. to go beyond what they've ever done. And it might be a player like uh, a Dorofiev or Patrick or a Nick Haig somewhere in in, in that line.
1: Yeah, I like like the way that you're thinking of it because I I do think that you're going to get one of the younger players or one of the new players to this organization Mm -hmm. come in and have – a monster year whether that's Dadinov, whether that's nolan patrick i think that those two players specifically are likely going to come in and have a, an impact especially where i'm expecting them to play based on what i'm expecting to happen at the beginning of the year with the lines that being said i think keegan kolasar uh, based on what i'm seeing there's the, another one right the confidence yeah. that he's playing with right now in in these scrimmages i, I think that you know, you go through that year where you've got all these chances, you've got grade A, beautiful opportunities to score. You're a bit snake bitten, but you're still playing. You're still contributing solid minutes. You're still moving up and down the lineup as as needed by the coaching staff. I just look at this year as as a big year for Keegan Colasar, And depending on what that that fourth line might look like, that's kind of where I'm putting him in. If he's got a center in Nick Waugh, if he's got you know other guys around him that that have a little bit of skill i think that that fourth line could chip in some timely goals and i think you might get that production from keegan kolasar
2: so kolasar was uh, at the podium today in the media center and was asked if this year feels different than a year ago Hmm. when he was an american hockey League player trying to really get his first big stint in the national hockey league yeah well that happened and then some as he was in the lineup Uh, last year for the most games he's ever played in in the nhl and it's 44 games Mm -hmm. of a 56 game schedule yeah so he did that is this year different for him and the answer was an emphatic yeah yeah and and why is he different well he's he's not necessarily better or faster but he's much more comfortable was the term that that keegan used Mm -hmm. and that, and he expanded on it, and I thought this was fascinating. And, and it can go for everyday life, sure. Uh, whether it's Jeff sitting across from me, uh, or Carnell, who's down the hall, Carnell Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Pipes uh, is with us. We're going to bring him on in just a little bit here at uh, Finley VW, uh, the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, live on location. It's what Keegan mentioned was he's not as focused on messing up, and what happens if you mess up. You go out and you, you work your way through it. Mm-hmm. And just having that weight off your shoulders in listening to Keegan is, a, is big, big, big towards his development.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that he's in a position now where he, he feels like it's just about going out and playing and trusting in your game, right? And, and trusting in your line mates, trusting in what your role is and going out there and doing that to the best of your ability. And, you know, you look at, again, the chances that he had last year, three goals, 10 assists, 13 points. So 13 points, 44 games. If, if you're getting a little bit more production from Colasar than what you got last year, and I do believe that that's something that can happen this year over an 82-game season, with the confidence, I, I think you're going to find goals in a lot of different ways. And, and Colasar has proven, at least at the NHL level, that he's going to get his chances, and there might be games where he doesn't, but I think bearing down on those and, and understanding that in those moments kind of what to do, what he wasn't able to do last year, it's going to serve him incredibly well this year. In
2: his past, and this is what really encourages me about Keegan Cole, sorry, in in my conversations, mostly with Gary Lawless, when we've been talking about uh, uh, Keegan and the upside and what he can be is he scored 20 goals a couple of years ago in the American Hockey League with the Chicago Wolves. Mm-hmm. He scored 20-plus twice in Major Junior, including a 30-goal season. Uh, he scored more than 50 goals in back-to-back seasons in Major Junior. Mm-hmm. That tells me that there's some real touch there. Sure. Not just banging and crashing and, and throwing the puck in uh, through all kinds of traffic or scrambles. That's where the confidence for me... To be able to say, Keegan Kolasar can really produce. Now, you, you mentioned the totals from a year ago and and, and the three goals, the thirteen points, but got lots of chance, like almost fifty shots, almost a shot per game. Yeah, uh, for him, just over a shot per game uh, for for Keegan Kolasar. That that's a lot and for 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 a guy that doesn't doesn't get top line ice time. played yeah. played play up a little bit mm-hmm. on, the, on the third line, but doesn't get top top. Uh, ice time, more than a shot per game mm-hmm. for Keegan Colasar yep. gives you an idea that, that he's in the right spot, that he's generating some chances and and those three goals could have easily been seven or eight, and then if you want to be really optimistic, he could have scored double digits with the chances that he had. Uh, i I still say this, there's never been a player that I've ever witnessed who, who smiles more when he gets robbed by a goaltender. Mm-hmm. He, like just smiles well, I mean, at, what, in disbelief. What are you, you going to do with yeah, that, right? Like, in, in total, like, what the heck is happening? But, uh, but when I, I examined his, his analytics, mm-hmm. and with the eye test, having been able to watch those games, uh, I see a player that can score 15 goals in the National Hockey League on a good year which would be huge uh, for for Keegan Coles. I, I expect him at some point in his career to top the 15-goal mark uh, in a season. I, I don't
1: necessarily disagree with you. I think it, it's certainly going to be a progression to get there, but if, if last year was any indication with the amount of chances that Keegan was getting and, and the confidence that I, I think he's going to carry into this year – knowing that he can play at this level, knowing that he can generate chances, knowing that he can find the back of the net. The three goals, I, I know it could have been more last year, but at least it was something, right? At least there was something there. So I, I just look at it as, you know, you get, you get eight to ten goals from him this year, and then you get uh, what, what Nolan Patrick's been when his first couple of years in the league, somewhere in that 13-goal to 15-goal range, You've got extra offense on, your, on in, throughout your lineup, especially when you consider Evgeny Dadnov and what yeah. you kind of expect from him, what you think he can do. Alex Tuck coming back later on in the year. We know what Alex Tuck can do.
2: And Nick Waugh, throwing Nick Waugh into this yep. group of being able to elevate his. The hope was that that would happen last year with Nick Waugh after getting his feet wet during the shortened season, the pause season. It didn't happen. He got on a nice roll late, mm-hmm. but if he could come back, and, again, we're expecting, and it it's tough to put this on, on Keegan's shoulders, but you're hoping that you see uh, a continuation of that. Now, there's a bit of pressure on Keegan, too. Sure. Like, last year, he was a great story and got some good chances, but the big boys were carrying a, a lot of the weight, and you kept saying to yourself, He's learning and he's getting comfortable and he's finding a stride in the National Hockey League. He had a couple of uh, big presence games, as I call them, mm-hmm. in stepping in for, for teammates and, and throwing the body around. This year, those, those seven or eight grade-A chances that he didn't convert, mm-hmm. he has to score those. Yeah, he has to, it's, it's not enough just to generate the chances and for the rest of us to say, when he gets one, it's going to break through. It's, it's going to open the floodgates. Mm-hmm. It's not enough just to say that anymore. Keegan is now at the stage of his career where he's in his mid-20s where we have to see that promise, that 30-goal, 20-goal season in Major Junior, 20-goal season in the American Hockey League, the being stopped uh, point blank and several times last year, but, but being right there uh, where he should be. Now I want to see them start to pile up where he approaches that 10 goal mark this year.
1: And so like in in looking at what I'm projecting the Golden Knights might look like on their fourth line if it's Nick Wah and Keegan Colasar as a tandem as a pair playing together on it, in that line. Where do you see that ceiling being for them? Like in, in terms of production, in terms of finding offense, uh, you know, Nick Waugh six goals last year mm-hmm. as you as you said we kind of expected there to be a step forward and I think it was more about consistency but if you've got something going with Colasar and WA, you know there's some skill between those two players maybe it's 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 just a matter of developing that chemistry and finding something with that line or that combination that leads you to more chances and more chances converted
2: we've talked a little bit about the fourth line being different this year mm-hmm. evolving into a different role sure or transitioning into a different role
1: that's a big word today.
2: Thank you. Uh, I, and and that, that's one that you'll hear a lot of through training camp. Right. Where you're trying to see if the prospects can turn that those skills that the scouts saw from you at, at a younger age and put them into effect and uh, use in the National Hockey League. William Carrier scored six goals last year. You had Nick Waugh scoring a half dozen goals mm-hmm. a season ago, and then Keegan Colstar with the three. Do the math on that; that's fifteen goals. Just, I'm, I'm going to throw, a, I'm going to show off a little bit here and say that I can add six, six, and three. Look at you! Thank you. That's fifteen goals. Mm-hmm. Colasar, I think, can get to double digits. Sure, I see that. I see him more than that, but this year getting to double digits would be. Uh, a big step nick waugh from what we've seen and what we've been exposed to uh scored seven in his in his first full year uh scored eight the year before in a half season so he's been around there now going into and and last year was the 56 game schedule where he scored six he he's got so much experience now at the national hockey League level where he's not a prospect anymore Mm -hmm. we're not waiting to see what he is we we think we know we think we know that he's a more talented goal scorer Mm -hmm. than eight or seven in a shortened uh, pause season so if we get to double digits with keegan kolasar we're we're talking. Uh, Nick Waugh should be able to get to somewhere in in and around twelve, sure to fifteen. Yep. Uh, and and Will Carrier has scored eight goals in a season before. Uh, can he get to double? T- Will Carrier conversion factor again. Mm-hmm. If you get a little bit more than that, you're good. Uh, I I just I think. From the 15 goals combined from those three players, if that's your fourth line, mm-hmm. 15 goals a year ago, I think you can expect at least 10 more if you see the development and the confidence follow through.
1: Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I look at, you know, the progression that Keegan Colasar can make going into this year. Nick Waugh, I think, is certainly going to be a driver um, of of that line, and you know, as far as Will Carrier goes, and and kind of the other players that are that are in that. That sphere, right? You've got mm-hmm. Brett Howden who's coming in, who's likely going to be bidding for yep. some role on the fourth line, maybe the third line. Who's going to jump up? We, we've seen Yan Mark with Nolan Patrick and him getting off for the third line. But, it, you know, when you look at this team and, and the ability to have multiple players buying for a spot in your bottom six, good players that are going to give you different looks and a lot more dynamic uh, ability to put the puck in the back of the net, this is a good problem for Pete
2: DeBoer to have going through this training camp. Let me ask you a question. So who do you consider the, the more talented offensive player, Nick Waugh or William Carrier? Uh, Nick Waugh. So Nick Waugh's career high is six goals. That was mm-hmm. last year in, in, yep. in the shortened season, in the 56-game season, six in, in 50, where he got up to the slow start and, mm-hmm. then, and then found out later. And Carrier's career high is, is eight. So nick was considered the has the higher end on an upside standpoint mm-hmm. uh offensively from those six if he if he doubles it sure you wouldn't be totally shocked no you know, over an 82 game season yeah and then you're pushing to that 15 goal mark that i'm talking about and if you get 10 to 15 from each guy which Carrier's done in in and around that 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 number well You're going from 15 goals up to 40 from your fourth line. Why does this matter? Why are we talking about the fourth line? Because Pete DeBoer wants to find offense from different areas than just the top two lines and has to find it, especially come playoff time, where where you need goal production when things get tighter and the focus becomes on your top two lines. That's where the evolution and transition of drink, do a shot. Ding, ding, ding of of your fourth line especially in this regard is really important
1: yeah i mean it's it's kind of the way of of the nhl you you need to have production up and down your lineup and for the golden knights this has been a team that has been among the very best in the league and they've done it top heavy they've done it with two really good dominant lines and, you know, you've had Alex Tuck kind of being the guy that keeps that third line afloat. I do think that third line is going to be better. And I look at the fourth line, and that, that to me, going into this year, seems like the biggest potential growth in terms of extra offense to your game, right? Mm-hmm. You can get a lot more production from that fourth line depending on exactly what that role is and what the configuration is going to be. And I think that that should be very um, – that should – cause a lot of optimism for Golden Knights fans as they go into this season.
2: Golden Pipes is uh, floating around here somewhere. He is. Carnell Johnson. Let's uh, bring him on the show uh, at some point over the next uh, uh, hour and a half as we broadcast live from Findlay VW uh, in the Valley Auto Mall. Uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas will also bring you sound from Pete DeBoer today discussing the power play, where he wants to go with that. Also, how he's going to utilize his lineup. The first preseason game is on Sunday. What are we going to see from the, uh, the Golden Knights as they play Sunday and Tuesday and then Thursday and Friday? So uh, a busy week ahead on the preseason front. And you'll also hear from Mark Stone over the next little bit discussing uh, Robin Leonard's contribution to the year-end party and what Robin did to just uh, create a very interesting situation in Stone's household. Especially in his backyard. It's the VGK Insider Show broadcasting live from Finley VW on Fox
0: Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340
2: AM. What happens when we go on location? Finley VW, Valley Auto Mall, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We have things to give away. That's what happens.
1: We do. We, uh, we have a pair of tickets to give away for this Sunday's preseason game against the San Jose Sharks and a pair to give away for Tuesday's game against the Colorado Avalanche. So get down here, put your name in the hopper. We are going to pull names at 6 o'clock, and you'll get your tickets if you win. So it's a win-win, potentially a win-win situation for you. You get to come out, hang out with you know me and, I guess, Darren. Uh, you can see golden pipes. He's here, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have an opportunity to win some tickets to go see the, ga- the Vegas Golden Knights. So like, I-, I think it makes a lot of sense. Come on down here, Finley Volkswagen, in the Valley
2: Auto Mall. Great time for everybody. Like we didn't we didn't bring the hopper down here just to have a couple of entries. No, we, no, no. We, we, we want to fill it up. We want to fill up the hopper. Yeah. Yeah. So get down here. What are you doing? The hopper looks a lot like a grain bin. It's just it's just a tiny bit it, smaller. It's like a mini <laughs> grain bin. Let me, let me the tell hopper. you, it's,
1: it's exactly a grain bin. I use mm-hmm. that often on the homestead with our goats.
2: Uh, out there on the homestead. So we, uh, we had uh, preseason uh, action coming up. We talked Je- about that. and Jeff we have, thought that was funny. <laughs> we have uh, the second day of training camp in the books. Uh, today, uh, a lot more system work for the Vegas Golden Knights today. Uh, at practice, yesterday, flow drills, touches, and then into the scrimmage. Today, before checking and then zone coverage mm-hmm. and, and moving the puck, uh, neutral zone transition. So things uh, things got down to business, I would say. Today, uh, Tomorrow, another full day of training camp before the start of preseason play on Sunday. Then they'll have the day off on Monday mm-hmm. and then play three games in four days uh, to, to, to finish it up. So uh, that's, the, that's what's going on uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, on the uh, preseason front with four games next week. Uh, the, the idea, though, that you go to Sydney National Arena and watch practice has been energetic, hasn't it? It's been awesome. It really has.
1: Getting into the building, Mm -hmm. watching the players, uh, just going
2: through drills,
1: hearing the sounds of hockey, right? That's, to me, like that's always going to be the thing that stands out in my mind when you hear the skate blades on the ice, when you hear the crispness of the puck stick-to-stick passing. Um, I just, I live for that. I love it. That's really where it kind of hits me that we're right back in it. This is hockey
2: season. It's among us. Now, when, when was the last time you were at City National Arena watching a practice, like right before the pandemic? It was no, it was the bubble. It was going into the bubble, the bubble, and and then you know, but you had to you had to be in a certain area. Yeah, it, it was. Right.
1: It wasn't the same, right? Like, it's right. it's not the same. There weren't fans in attendance for those practices. Right. So, so, let
2: me ask you a question because I'm I'm really curious about this. In in the two days that I've been there, huh? Is it just me, or does training camp feel much more comfortable. Like, I sit there, and I am so much more comfortable at Sydney National Arena mm. inside rank A watching the practice than I was before. It's, I wonder why. I, I just sit back, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, when you big-time your, your co-host and you grab all the recliners and you're sitting up at the top on a perch in fancy seats and you don't invite me over, I'm, I'm sure you are comfortable. I don't know. I Not... Not that I was uncomfortable. I don't have any problems standing up watching practice. That's just what you should do at a hockey rink unless you're, you know, you or Chapman, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, Yeah, because Chapman came by. Yeah. No. no. You Listen, you had an opportunity in that moment to let me know. Right? I, like, didn't, I
2: didn't know you were there.
3: He didn't. I'm, he, I'm all, he, he, he said to me, he goes, oh, is Wallace here? I said, yes. Said I haven't you, seen him.
1: Yeah. You guys are ridiculous. I'm, I'm literally the easiest person, I think, to find
2: in that media section.
1: You want to know why you guys don't know where I'm at? Why? Because you're not in the media section.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not. And, and, and to, to be totally bluntly honest mm-hmm. with you, yep. I didn't invite Chapman over. You, you could have sent them away. And, and I tried to do that. No, no you didn't. didn't. Try harder. No, you didn't. I, I did. I did At try, what point? I asked, at what point? I asked Dakota and Will, uh, part of the PR department with the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, just as I said, "Are we okay here?" Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, meaning, "Can you send Chapman away?" But I wasn't going to go all the way and get him kicked out. No, because, I, I because yesterday I screwed up at the station, mm-hmm. and everybody sort of shared the blame with with that when I screwed up. <laughs> so I wasn't going to evict chapman at practice today you could have because i because i felt a little little bad about that but those red chairs oh those are comfortable they are really comfortable and i i just found myself sitting there thinking i could watch five hours of this i'm sure you
3: could you want you want to know the 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 funniest thing about the me and darren sitting there what was that Manny Viveros comes up talks to darren Mm -hmm. darren elliott walks by talks to darren Yep. You think the guy would introduce, hey, this is my producer, Chapman? No, not or not at all. No, of course not. What so is, Manny, Manny's probably like, I wonder who that bearded idiot sitting next to Darren was.
1: Well, you can't blame that on Darren. But what you can do is <laughs> say, hey, looked, Darren, next time, why don't you introduce me? Like, that would be cool. And nice you looked thing in to the do. mirror, Chapman? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's not going to do it.
2: Have you looked in the mirror? Do you think I'm going to introduce you <laughs> looking <laughs> like that well, to I, people? Uh, in and around the organization.
3: And and, and then
2: yeah, and, and the other thing is you wore a Padres uniform. It's not a Padres shirt.
3: It's not it's a Hanshin Tigers shirt. It's not a San Diego that Padres makes it shirt. Worse. And then you and then you tried to drag and then the worst part is you try to drag Dave Gosher and Gary Lawless and Dan Duva into dogging on me and none of them would take the bait. Lawless is not impressed with your act. Even well Gary Gary said old school radio guy.
2: That's not a compliment. That's a very big wow.
3: compliment. That's like WKRP Cincinnati stuff. Hey, that is that is legendary.
2: Call up Gary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> tell <laughs> him that. Tell him that Darren's getting out of line again. Give give Gary. <laughs> I, I I dare you. Bring Gary on. Give him a call right now. You've got his number. I, give him a call right now. You're scared to do it, but if you if you if you, if you have <laughs> if you have any confidence, you will you will take the moment. You will call Gary and say, Gary, come on the radio for two seconds. And and we will confirm whether calling you an old school radio act with your wardrobe is a compliment or a massive dig. And I can tell you right now, yeah, it's. A ma- Why are not you on the phone with Gary?
3: Well, because I'm listening to you to you try to talk. I mean, you your are out talking out to him. I'm, like, what's
2: fi- he I'm to do? filling time. Will he call?
3: He's okay. gonna Gary.
2: He's not going to call Gary. Hey,
1: you, you know scared?
3: what? I I will call Gary.
2: Call him
1: right I'm now. Gonna, I'm
3: going to do it. I I will let you know what he says. If like, he if he can come no, on, I'll bring him, him on. on. No, the no. Air. no. Well, if he, if I'm interrupting <laughs> him, in the, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not going to tell him come on the air if he's in the middle of something. That's not cool.
2: Listen, people are going to drive off the road right now. I respect Gary's time, and
3: and if Gary has time, I will bring him on. If not, I will tell you that Gary did not have the time to come on. I I, I respect Chat- his time.
2: Turn off the mic, pick up the phone, and dial it. Uh, do you think, Ryan, mm-hmm. that that I think you should have given me a chair. Do you that's think all. it's, it's you know what? You're right. I should have given you. Technically, those, those chairs are for hockey ops oh. and people. What were you doing there? Um, I was talking to hockey ops. Got it. Okay. And then I just sat down. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's why I listen, was there. Listen, Chapman all, just showed up all and I'm went, saying now is, I know why I haven't seen you at practice.
0: All
1: I'm saying is all you had to do at that moment, knowing, I didn't know you were there, knowing I was there, that you could have just been like, hey. I'm going to let Wallace know there's a seat here, and I then I'm going to get Chapman out of here. You chose violence, Darren. That's what you did. I That's what you chose. I thought
2: that you were tired after your first day of camp, and you took the day off.
1: Oh, come on. Rubino. I never take
2: days off. Jeff Rubino's here. Uh, he's our operator, our engineer, our technician. Yes. What do you, what do you call yourself?
1: He's the hardest working man in, uh, in our what, building.
2: What's your, what's your job? Turn on your microphone. I'll let anybody talk in the show. I guess it would be technically remote technician. Remote technician. Do you think referring to Chris Chapman as old school radio act is a compliment or a jab?
3: You're not going to like my opinion on this because I like the old school radio guys.
2: (laughs) Yes. You think it's a compliment?
3: Depends on how you take it,
2: Darren. He's talking WKRP. Do Do you think Les Nessman? Or the, the, the late, great, what was the salesman's uh, name? Come on. I never watched it. Herb Tarlick. Yeah, Herb right. Tarlick. There you go. Do you think that would be a compliment? You're not going to get me on your side with this one. Jeez. There it is. <laughs> See, Ray, is <laughs> a, Ray, our salesperson, is a new school radio act. He looks sharp. For, he timeless. just said timeless. Uh, but he's up with the times. Uh, the, what, what Chapman was doing was not up with the times he wore a baseball uniform to training camp four days after i made fun of him for wearing a pineapple shirt to cover that, the
1: golf see, tournament that, that seems like an issue for you though not yeah, necessarily yeah. an issue for chapman yeah. he is who he is he's just a unique person and i am
3: i am the matthew brock of the vgk insider show for all you old school news radio fans by the way played by andy dick on that on that great series, News Radio.
2: Did you get a hold of? Uh,
3: no, I, I sent you guys a text he, message. He didn't answer. Yeah, no answer. So
2: why wouldn't you come on? Why would you send us a text message? Well, You've been talking the whole show, and then you send us a text message. Well, be- because off the rails. Yeah, I great. didn't
3: I didn't know if you wanted me to come on and say, Hey, Gary didn't answer. You know, I mean, I. Well, you, I, were t-
2: you all you do is interrupt in this show. <laughs> I don't and talk about craziness. <laughs>
3: That's I interrupt talking you hockey. You know,
1: I, for somebody that sat in a really comfortable chair, you really are sour today, and I don't know why.
3: Well, because because Gosier and Dudeva, your lumbar Duva support was fantastic. No, no. You they, were they really wouldn't really, take really the bait. soaking
2: it up. Imagine how in a restricted area. I, you know, Imagine I think, how grumpy I would be if my tush was sore. I don't instead, want to know. I don't, I, don't, very, I don't want to know that, Darren Millar. Instead, I'm very comfortable. Those red chairs. If you're uh, if you're over at City National Arena, they have them at Lifeguard too. Uh, they're they're actually car seats. Like yeah. you'd, you'd find in a in a Jenna or great. a sawd yeah
1: no they looked great yeah,
2: they, oh, they were they were good and uh, and Chapman we had a good time didn't we like we talked hockey yeah I was, yeah I was explaining drills to you
3: yeah no um, it was it was educational and it we, was it was kind of cool sitting next to you and, and listening to you break things down because we, I, I don't really have a, have that hockey IQ so it, it was it was fun
2: yeah w- w- would you call it like one of our better experiences together. Yeah,
3: and and I so think the, I. I think the cool part is you so and what me, happened? you and I both agree that Dylan Coughlin had had a pretty impressive. He was really good in the drills and we both yeah. noticed Jonas Ronbierg as well.
2: I think uh Rambeer could uh, could be one of those breakout players too. I think he, his skill is untapped. I can't wait for people to to really see that. Uh, when we continue, we're going to hear from Mark Stone talking about Digging up snakes in his backyard. Well, he didn't do it. Uh, the goalie, the panda did. Did you know pandas dug up snakes? had no idea. But that's what they do. Not uh, you'll also hear from Pete DeBoer uh, talking about training camp and uh, how he's going to utilize his lineup. And we will get into our top five guarantees and that countdown as we start a new top five today. Can't wait for the imaging and the, uh, the introduction of the top five. Oh, no can't because Chapman was too busy sitting in the red chair today to get that done. It's the VGK Insider Show live from Finley VW in the Valley Auto Mall on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
2: We're in the uh, Valley Valley Automall. Finley VW, uh, looking forward to uh, meeting everybody, coming down and uh, introducing uh, Carnell to everybody. Uh, you can take a look at the lot. Uh, some great vehicles uh, around here to uh, peruse. I'm a big VW guy. Yeah. Love my VWs. Always have. Uh, great cars. I had, a, had a Passat uh, yeah. a couple of years ago that I just loved. It was like my dream car. And then I had family. And um, and like, like most fathers, I sacrificed everything.
1: I mean, I'll tell you this right now, I not touching that one. Um I love the bus. Like if, yeah. if there was if there was one thing in the world like at some point bucket list, I'm gonna get a bus, I'm gonna outfit it as, as a camper. Yeah. And I'm just gonna
2: like go away for, you know, five years. Like the West Valea yes, back in the day? Sure. Yeah. Yep. You're too young for that? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's the about. same thing. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just a modern uh, how old do you think modern? I am? Uh, didn 't we cover that already? I, I guess not. I was telling Chapman the other day that gosher 's seventy four really Yeah. no way
3: yeah and i I told Darren he was a liar
2: i don 't think that that 's accurate <laughs> I just say he looks really good uh for for, for seventy four you you
1: 're
3: not
2: kidding. telling me the truth. <laughs> Gosher on the we, phone. We, yeah. Yeah, he'll, now. he'll be the next one. Yeah, you
3: know what? I, I am going to call Dave now. I'm going to let him know what you said.
1: You're going to get him on the phone faster no, I, than you got Lawless on I the said, phone. Said, sure. I said he
2: looked, uh, he looked really good, didn't I, uh, Dave Gosher? Uh, television play-by-play play voice uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, he'll be back at work along with Dan Duva on Sunday calling games as the Golden Knights take on the San Jose Sharks. And uh, if you come down here to... Finley VW in the Valley Auto Mall and fill out an entry form. Uh, we will quite potentially send you uh, to that game on Sunday, seven o'clock. Uh, what what a great day! Like the Raiders play at mm-hmm. one, and then the Golden Knights uh, playing at seven. Uh, Vegas is uh, uh, on fire right now with uh, sporting events, uh, NASCAR, UFC. Like it's an awesome weekend uh, to be in and around uh, our beautiful, wonderful Valley.
1: Yeah, T-Mobile Arena is is going to be packed uh, tonight and tomorrow and Sunday, and it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, I, it'll be interesting to get that first Raiders game day and Golden Knights game day uh, experience because I'm just quite not sure what I'm going to get myself into in terms of the drive in and how early and all that stuff. I am looking forward to it, though. I think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic day of sports in the Las Vegas Valley.
2: So the sweet spot. I'm told Mm -hmm. is like 5:30. Okay, for going to the to the VGK game. Sure, on on Sunday because it lets everything file out and spill out from from Allegiant.
1: I'm on the air at six. You know I'll be there earlier than that. So 5:30.
2: Yeah, don't don't worry. Just come in hot, Ryan Wallace. No, no, coming in hot for the for the first pregame show of the year.
1: That's not my default setting. (laughs) I can't do that.
2: Well, then then you've got your other choice is going like four hours early and sitting there.
1: That's not my default setting either.
2: Yeah. So what's you got to pick one or the other because I, getting stuck in the mess mm-hmm. is not fun.
1: I I I know my way around traffic. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be okay.
2: Well, your technician there doesn't.
1: Oh, he'll be fine. He, he I'm not worried he can about get him. Get
2: bogged down in a one car parade.
1: Well. It's because you parked behind them. <laughs> wow. So,
2: when, we, when we continue, uh, we are going to uh, give you our VGK Guarantees Top 5 uh, launching today. And you'll also hear from Pete Tabor and the much-ballyhooed comment from Mark Stone on Robin Leonard and uh, bonding at the year-end party. It's the VGK Insider Show broadcasting live from Finley VW at the Valley Auto Mall on Fox Sports Las Vegas.